Hey everyone, welcome to Thomas and the Bible, where I take on the entire Bible in a year. For some stupid reason, I can't even remember what it was. It, this is just looking at this book, it's ridiculous to think that I'm going to try to do this, but we'll see how it goes. Okay, the book of Genesis, the Holy Bible by Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's who it's by. In the beginning... God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light with his eyes, that he apparently has, that it was good, and God divided the light from darkness. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. Huh, I thought, oh, that's weird, I didn't... So that's why, I guess, today we call... Uh, the light day and the darkness night. That's interesting. In uh, the evening and the morning were the first day. And God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters and let it divide the waters from the waters. And God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament. And it was so. And God called the firmament heaven and the evening and the morning were the second day. And God said, let the, and he's pacing himself that there, I guess. And God said, let, let the water under the heaven be gathered together unto one place, and let the dry land appear. And it was so. And God called the dry land earth I, to himself, I guess. <laughs> I, I like this idea that he has, <laughs> he, God's naming, you know, he reminds me of his uh, Bob Ross from PBS. I just think of, you know, he's muttering to himself, oh, let's just uh, give ourselves a little firmament there. Nice, nice little firmament there. Yeah. Okay, and over here we'll have a little bush. We'll call that a little bush. And it's just, uh, I like that he's talking to himself this whole time. It's, well, what else What else can you do when you're God, really? I don't, I don't know. Anyway, he called the dry land earth, and the gathering together of the waters he called the seas. And God saw that it was good. And God said, let the earth bring forth grass and herb yielding seed, and the fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind whose seed is in itself upon the earth and it was so and the earth brought forth grass and herb yielding seed after his kind and the tree yielding fruit whose seed was itself after its kind and god saw that it was good did i just oh no no it's just an identical fruit and the evening and the morning were the third day okay so that was the the, the third day's work and god said let there be lights in the firmament of heaven to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs, for seasons, for days, for years. So he's already deciding what we're going to do with the uh, the stars. And let them be for lights in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon the earth. And it was so. And God made two great lights, the greater light to rule the day and the lesser light to rule the night. I guess before, he, so he did this after he made the light, and then he made the source of the light. Afterward. It seems kind of like a backwards way to do it. And God set the, them in the firmament of the heaven to give light upon, upon the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to divide the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. And the evening and the morning were the fourth day. And God said, let the waters bring forth abundantly the moving creature that hath life the, and fowl that may fly above the earth in the open firmament of heaven. And God created great whales and every living creature that moveth. <laughs> <laughs> so 
whoever wrote this singled out wh- like I guess they maybe they really like whales or something. Create great whales and every living thing. So you know it's so this thing and then everything else. Which the waters brought forth abundantly after their kind, and every winged fowl after its kind. And God saw that it was good. Boy, he's on fire. And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the waters in the seas, and let fowl multiply in the earth. And the evening and the morning were the fifth day. And God said, Let the earth bring forth the living creature after its kind, cattle and creeping thing, and beast of the earth after its kind. And it was so. And God made the beast of the earth after his kind, and cattle after their kind, being very careful not to mix up anything and another kind, and everything that creepeth on the earth after his kind. And God saw that it still was good. And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness. Wait, what? Let us make... Oh, okay. So now... (laughs) So he's talking like Gollum here, I guess, for some reason. Let us, you know, him, and maybe that's the, uh, I don't know a lot about religion, but maybe it's the Holy Ghost or something, I don't know. Let us make man in our image after our likeness. Uh, So they must look a lot alike. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, but let bacteria eat the crap out of these things. Uh, I guess they didn't see that coming back in the, uh, the Iron Age when they wrote this. And over every creeping thing that creepeth on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it. And have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb bearing seed, which is upon the face of all the earth and every tree, which is the fruit of a tree yielding seed for you. It shall be for meat and to every beast of the earth and to every fowl of the air and to everything that creepeth on the earth, wherein there is life. I have given every green herb for meat and it was so. And God saw that every damn thing he made, behold, it was very good. And he gave himself a high five or the, maybe gave the Holy ghost a high five. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. That's the end of chapter one. So that's the end of chapter one, and we got a lot, a lot to get through. So I'm trying to keep this as short as possible because I don't know who. God, I wouldn't want to listen to me for this long. Um, so obviously it's just a bunch of BS claims that are obviously not true. Nothing. There's not a shadow, a morsel of truth in this. It's obviously to be, I guess, taken figuratively, if anything, although figuratively for what purpose, I don't, I don't really know. Um, and another quick point of that, about that, I'll probably talk about it later too. Um, did the people who wrote this really think that it was supposed to be taken figuratively? I don't think so. They, they very much, I'm sure, took it literally for a long, long time. I mean, it's pretty recently that they were even able to say, you know, no, this is, uh, you know, this is obviously not to be taken literally and not be, you know, persecuted for it. Um, so that's something to think about if you're a Christian, just how many lives went by before yours, where apparently they had it wrong. Um, and you wouldn't be here, uh, you invisible uh, Christians that aren't actually listening, you wouldn't be here if it weren't for 
the thousands and millions of zillions of trillions of however many Christians came before you who apparently just had everything wrong. And, and did God intend to, you know, have all of your ancestors believe something that was wrong for 2000 years until we finally advanced enough for you to get it right? Like, is that, is that what you have to think? I guess no matter anyway, uh, on to chapter two, hopefully it'll get a little, uh, get a little better. Thus, the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had made, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had made. And God blessed the seventh... You know, they say... So, I guess because of this, you have to... You know, you're supposed to rest on on Sunday or whatever, but... Just because... Just because the, the most powerful, supposedly, being ever had to rest after he made everything in the entire universe. Why do we have to rest after we punch a stupid clock for, you know, five days a week? I sort of think that uh, if I were religious, I don't know, I'd probably hold myself to a higher standard and be like, okay, sure, he gets to rest because he actually did something. But, I, you know, what the hell do I do all week that I have to rest on the seventh day? Anyway, these are the generations of the heavens and of the earth when they were created. In the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, and every plant of the field before it was in the earth, and every herb of the field before it grew, for the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth, and there was not a man to till the ground. But there went up a mist from the earth, and watered the whole face of the ground. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground. What the hell? So he's making man again, I guess. So he made... Okay, so he already said, let us make man in our own image. He did that. And God created man of his own image. Male and female. What the hell? So he, he already created it. Whatever. Uh, so, so now he's making man of the dust of the ground, I guess, because he didn't need anything to build the entire universe. He could do that from nothing. But in order to make man, he needed dust. Because dust is a crucial component to our biology. And breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. And I guess we're taking it... He, he take backsies, the other thing. There's no woman now. And Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden. And there he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. I have a feeling that's going to come in uh, very crucial later. And a river went out of Eden to water the garden, and from thence it parted. It was parted, sorry, and became into four heads. The name of the first is, okay, this is crap. He's just naming, uh, I say he, whoever wrote this, uh, Jesus. He's naming uh, the river Ethiopia, Hadouken, uh, Assyria, Fourth Euphrates. And the Lord God took the man and put him into the Garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. Duh. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree in the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day that thou eatest of it therefore thereof thou shalt surely die. That's kind of a dick move, isn't it? Why? So he puts man in this garden that he created 
And then he also decides to put this tree. How he how he thought of this, I don't know. He he created a tree that gives you knowledge of good and evil, because <laughs> that's what happens when you eat fruit. And and uh, and but but whatever you do, don't go near that tree. And the Lord God said, "It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a help meet for him." I read that sentence correctly. I will make him a help meet for him. Hmm. I love this. T- I gotta stop again. I love this that uh, the the Lord God. Um, he's so brilliant that he, gra- he or she, whatever, who cares? I'm just going to say he, I don't care. It's not a real thing. So any feminists out there, I'm, I'm going to say he, but it's, it's pretend. Don't worry about it. Uh, so this God just is so brilliant. He instantly grasps the notion of loneliness. <laughs> like, like even though he's been around for all time, he's always been, he's, he's supposedly timeless. He's this thing. And, and, you know, he, he can't even really, if you really thought about it, he can't have desires because that would mean he, you know, lacked something, but a perfect being can't lack something. So anyway, this perfect being, being instantly recognizes that man shouldn't be alone. <laughs> like that's some, something that like God, God's like, gosh, my life sucks. I just, all I know is I'm, my kids, I am not making them be as alone as I am. That's, that's all I could say. It's like he, uh, He's really emo or something. He's like, gosh, I've been just been by myself this whole time. Whatever I do, I need to give man somebody to keep him company. And out of the ground, the Lord God formed every no, okay, yeah, I'm in the right place. Formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air, and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was its name hereof. Adam gave names to all the cattle, to all the fowl of the air, and to every beast of the field. And, you know, he said, uh, you, I'll call you, you know, rat, because you look like a rat. And you, I'll call you a dog, because you look like a dog. You over there, I'll call you Homo sapiens neanderthalensis, because you, what, what's that? God says. Adam says, oh, I'm just calling this this uh, this thing over here with the big brows. I'm just going to call him Homo sapiens neanderthalensis, because I think that would be good. No, 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 disregard that. Disre- I, sorry, I left. I can't believe I left that whole thing around. I just, uh, I, uh, you know, I was practicing. I didn't want to, you know, screw you up when I made you. So I, I uh, just, just, I'll just get rid of that now. Just, uh, they can all die of some, I don't know, a disease or something. Well, well, I'll figure it out later. So that that must be how that went. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam. Oh, I'm sorry, I missed a sentence. But for Adam, there was not found a helpmeet for him. Out of all of those animals, he could not find a helpmeet, spelled M-E-E-T, if you were wondering. It's a weird phrase. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh inside thereof. You know, he could have just taken some semen, don't you think? It probably would have been easier. And the rib, which the Lord God had taken from man, made he a woman. And brought her unto the man. And Adam said, This is now my bone of bones. <laughs> uh, sorry. And flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. And they both were naked, the man and the wife, and were not ashamed. Because Adam was very well endowed. 
That's the end of chapter two. Okay, moving right along. I really could spend hours on this stuff. It's just so easy to make jokes about. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm rubbing it in. Um, I, I, just, I can only hope that the rest will be as silly as Genesis. And then I will truly be laughing through this entire uh, zillion page masterpiece. Book three. Uh, sorry, chapter three. Still on Genesis. This is where it gets really good, by the way. Now, the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yes, he talks. I guess, I guess by default that would make him more subtle than any beast of the field. <laughs> Yeah, hath God, uh, sorry, ye hath God said, ye, 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 I don't know, something. Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die, for God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eye, and a tree to be desired uh, to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. Hold on, this is ridiculous. So, I already said it was a dick move before when he had the... <laughs> He puts this stupid tree in the garden. But uh, now we find more out about this. It just gets even worse. And so they eat it. I, 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 I just love to uh, be in the room when that conversation happened between the uh, between God and the Holy Ghost. You know, God God gets home from work, opens the door, trudges in. Holy Ghost says, God, where have you been? I heard that they ate of the tree of good and evil, that we told them not to eat, that we needed them not to eat that. Now they're going to be like gods. What? What were you thinking, putting it in the one garden that they, that you created? For that? You could have put it in any other stupid garden on the entire uncivilized earth, but you had to put it... Not, never mind that. You could have put it one garden away and just, uh, you know, a small fence would have done And don't tell them about it. Don't, t don't say this is... You can't... You know, what, what were you thinking? Wait a minute. Come to think of it, why does there have to be a tree of good and evil? Is that something... Do you, does that have to exist? Did we need to make... I, I don't remember wanting to make that. That must have been your stupid idea. <sighs> Holy Ghost is getting off a little steam. God knows better than to interrupt the Holy Ghost in the middle of a, of a rant. The Holy Ghost says, finally, finally coming down. Ah, oh, well, at least you, you made it, you know, horrible to eat and just sour and poisonous and put thorns all over like we talked about. God, God looks down at his fingernails at this point. He's doing that move where he's like, yeah... Yeah, 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 yeah. Holy Ghost perks up. They know each other so well. God? Hmm? What did you do? God's already on the defensive. You know, if you had helped me make half of those stupid things, maybe we would, wouldn't have had this problem. You know, I, I so I, I might have, you know, accidentally in the heat of the moment, uh you know, made it incredibly pleasant to look at and uh, very sweet and uh, so as to pretty much guarantee that they would eat of it. But, but you know, I was really overwhelmed that day. Holy Ghost looks at him disapprovingly and eventually God caves and realizes what he's done and says, 
All right. You're right. I guess I should go take responsibility. But Holy Ghost stops him and says, No, you know, you really... If you do that, no one's going to believe you were so stupid that you put the one idiot tree in the one garden and told him not to eat it and made it incredibly sweet and put a serpent in there that would tell them to eat it. No one's going to believe you did that. That, that would be, you would never, you'd be a laughing stock. That'd be ridiculous. God says, well, what am I supposed to do? That's the right thing to do. Holy Ghost says, no, no, we can't do that. All right, here's what you're going to do after thinking a while. Holy Ghost says, here's what you're going to do. You're going to get so mad at them for doing this that that just much like those dogs we made, they'll just think they did something wrong. And and we're, we can't back down. We're going to have to keep this up for the entire, I guess, all of uh, all of eternity. There's just man is always going to have to feel like he effed up and, you know, tales of hellfire and all that. And, and I think that we'll just have to go with it. You know, you can't you can't back down at this point. You're going to be ridiculous looking. So I have a feeling that's how that went. Moving on. <laughs> and the eyes of them were both opened. If you remember anything that we were talking about, I'm in the I'm reading the Bible. Uh, Adam and Eve just ate the just ate the fruit. Just pay attention. Look like you uh, you're following along. And the eyes of them were both opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves aprons, so that the creepy ass serpent couldn't see them naked. I guess I don't know who else they're worried about. And they heard the voice of Lord God, walking in the garden. Like his voice does, apparently. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees in the garden. The Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? Wherefore art thou, Romeo? And he said, I heard thy voice in thy garden. I, I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And he says, Who told thee thou wast naked? Have thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded that thou shouldst not eat? Shouldst not eat? I love how God asks questions. Is there anything more condescending than God asking you questions? <laughs> like, uh, every, my, every, my every response would be, uh, you know the answer already. You're God. I'm not. I get it. Just move. Can we just fast forward to the end of this stupid question and answer? Yeah, anyway. Uh, and the, uh, the man said, the, it was the woman. It was all the woman. You know, I could do. The woman whom gavest to me to be with me, whom you, and he tries to put back on God, the woman whom thou gavest to be with me, she gave me of the tree, and I did eat. Lord God said unto the woman, What is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. And Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle. And above every beast of the field, upon thy belly shalt thy go, and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. A couple possibilities here. A, snakes used to walk, you know, big, big ass legs. Uh, that's, that's possibility one. Or two, uh, and I kind of like this one better. God doesn't really sweat the details. I think he just sort of, you know, wasn't really thinking straight. He was so mad, you know, he just... He's, he told the serpent, he's cursed to crawl on his belly. And of course, the serpent is not going you know, to, the serpent's going to play along. He's not going to you know, let on that serpent goes, oh, crawl on my, oh, um, crawl on my belly. Oh, oh man, you, oh, you got me. <laughs> man, am I am so punished. I can't even, and then of course, he's, he wants to get out of there too. Gosh, oh, 
Oh, you, man. Well, I'm going to go ahead and get out of your hair, though. Uh, I'm just going to... I got to work on this crawling thing. On my belly. Really? Really? Oh, man. That hurts. All right. See you guys later. And he's out. So, and I will put enmity and enmity between thee and the woman. What? Oh, the, the snake. And between thy seed and her seed, and it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Unto the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. And you see, kids, that's why it hurts to give birth, because of this crazy-ass, stupid story. I think that's why they wrote it this way, so they could tell their kids, be like, look, kids, the, the Bible knows everything. Anyway, in sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, referring to the uh, conception, of course. And thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. And unto Adam he said, thy punishment is that thy desire shall be to every woman but thy wife. No. <laughs> And to Adam he said, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, and thou hast eaten of the tree, which I commanded thee, saying, Thou shalt not eat of it. Cursed is the ground for thy sake. In sorrow thou shalt eat of it all the days of thy life. Okay, let's go back and look at that wording real quick. Just, just real quick. He says unto the man, Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife, <laughs> and hast eaten of the tree. Eating of the tree is just a just an afterthought. He is so pissed that Adam listened to his wife. <laughs> because thy heart on the voice of the wife. Who does that, Adam? Come on. Grow a pair. So anyway. <laughs> Thorns also and thistles shall it bring forth to thee, and thou shalt eat of the herb of the field. In the sweat of thy face thou shalt eat bread till thou return unto the ground, for out of it wast thou taken, for dust thou art. And unto dust thou shalt return. He's getting so mad. He's really selling it at this point. And Adam called his wife's name Eve because she was the mother of all living. I'm guessing that's a translation thing. <laughs> unto Adam also. Oh, no, no. He's naming her after Eve from the Bible because... <laughs> never mind. Unto Adam also and to his wife did the Lord God make coats of skins and clothe them. Let's take a minute to think of the screaming animals and how awkward that moment must have been. Adam and Eve are just sitting there. They're all dejected. Oh, man. We really screwed this one up. God's over in the back making them a, a coat of, of animal skin. Poor friggin' animals crying. What did they do? They didn't eat of the tree. Anyway. Uh, and the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become as one of us. Ten oh. Oh, he's talking like Gollum again. Yeah, I hate it when he does it. The God... It it's really is confusing, i got to say. I'm not just making a joke out of it. Behold, the man is become as one of us. He's talking to the Holy Ghost again. To know good and evil. And now, lest he put forth his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore, the Lord God sent him forth from the Garden of Eden to till the ground from whence he was taken. So he drove out the man, and he placed at the east of the Garden of Eden cherubims and a flaming sword which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. And it's still there to this day. So that's uh, Ridiculous Book 3, uh, Chapter 3. I don't know why I keep saying And I have to say, I know this is getting long, but I just got to talk about this. If there's anything from Genesis that 
modern and even uh, sophisticated Christians still seem to take for granted, it's that uh, this concept of original sin, like somehow we're at fault. You know, somehow that whole situation was our, our fault. Never mind, you know, there's a, a whole argument to be to be said about uh, free will and all that, and 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 that's a good argument. And you know, how, never mind. Not even looking at that, just looking at the sequence of events. God makes us. God puts us in the garden with this stupid tree that He made completely uh, appealing. He puts a freaking snake in there. That's going to try to get it, try its damnedest to get us to eat from the tree. And what the hell do we know? We don't, Adam and Eve don't, they don't know anything. What life experience? They're a day old at this point. They don't, and, and somehow that's our fault. And Christians live with that guilt to this day. They really do. And you know what I would say? If this were the end of a sitcom or something, I'd sit God down. I'd say, God... What you got to learn from this whole experience is just to try a little bit of honesty. Because instead of telling Adam and Eve that there's this tree and if they eat it, they're going to die. Uh, why not just tell them, look, if you eat from this tree, I'm going to have to take all this crap away from you and I'm going to curse you. And then we would have just not eaten from the tree. And the snake would have come and said, eat from the tree. And we said, no, we don't want to lose this paradise. Are you kidding me? It's like every factor in this dumbass book is tricking us into somehow committing the sin that is our fault. So I could I could talk for an hour about that, but I'll stop. <sighs> so chapter four. Nope, I tricked you. I'm sorry. One more thing. <laughs> I love at the end he he sets this cherubims whatever the hell that is with a flaming sword to guard Eden. You know. He could have just moved Adam and Eve over a couple blocks. They never would have found their way back. <laughs> Again, they're like a day old. There, there's no buses. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe move them over a, a mile and spin them around a couple times at most. They're never going to find their way back to the stupid garden. <sighs> anyway, chapter four. And Adam knew Eve, his wife. Well, that seems kind of obvious, doesn't it? Anyway. And she conceived and bare Cain. Oh. Oh, I see. So just by the act of consensual knowing, she conceived and bare Cain and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. <laughs> and Adam was pleased by the compliment. <laughs> and she again bare his brother, Abel. And Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Abel he also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and his offering. But unto Cain and his offering he had no respect. And Cain was very wroth, and his countenance fell. Jeez, another dick move. What the hell did Cain do wrong? He brought the the fruit of the ground, and the other guy brought the sheep. Like it's the, like there's some major, de <laughs> like what? How did God decide which one was better? <laughs> like, like uh, don't bring me the fruit of the ground. Are you kidding me? Bring me sheep. Uh, anyway, and the Lord said unto Cain, Why art thou wroth? And why is thy countenance fallen? If thou dost well, doest well. 
Shalt thou not be accepted? And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door, and unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. And Cain had no idea what God just said, but he's pretty sure it had at least something to do with murdering his brother. So Cain talked with Abel's brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel his brother and slew him. And the Lord said unto Cain, Where is Abel thy brother? Another question he already knows the answer to. And he said, I know not, with the famous line, Am I my brother's keeper? And he said, What hast thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood crieth unto me from the ground. And now art thou cursed from the earth, which hath opened her mouth to receive thy brother's blood from thy hand. When thou tillest the ground, it shall not henceforth yield unto thee her strength. A fugitive and vagabond shalt thou be in the earth. And Cain said unto the Lord, My punishment is greater than I can bear. Behold, thou hast driven me out this day from the face of the earth, and from thy face shall I be hid. And I shall be a fugitive and a vagabond in the earth, and it shall come to pass that every one that findeth me shall slay me. <laughs> to this the Lord said, uh, Well, I'll go ahead and tell Adam not to slay you, and you tell Eve. And uh, that, I think, just about covers everyone in the earth. You killed the only other person that was there. So what is this? What is this? First of all, what is this that everyone that findeth him? First of all. Second of all, shall slay me. Uh, I'm pretty sure you can only be slain once. Like, he's worried that, like, oh, man, this guy's going to find me and slay me. I thought, then that guy's going to slay me. Oh, they're all going to slay me. Anyway, and the Lord said unto him, Therefore, whosoever slayeth Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord set a mark upon Cain, lest any finding him should kill him again. Who? Oh, you know what? Actually, I just thought of it. it. It's probably those other people that he made in, in chapter one and then sort of like undid and in chapter two. That's, that must be what it is. It's like a, a whole different race or something. I don't know. Different religion, maybe. Anyway. And Ken went out from the presence of the Lord and dwelt in the land of Nod on the east of Eden. I know that. One of those references. Cool. And Cain knew, like I didn't already know, and Cain knew his wife, and she conceived, and uh, bare Enoch, and, sorry, I lost my place, and he builded a city, it actually says that he builded a city, they were still working on their English back then, no they weren't, and called the name of the city after his son Enoch, and unto Enoch was born Irad, Irad begat, yeah, so hold on, skip over the begatting here. Uh, Tua, Jubal, Tubal, Zilla, blah, 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 blah. Uh, this Lamech guy, I don't really understand what he does. He's, I have slain a man to my wounding and a young man to my hurt. If Cain shall be avenged sevenfold, truly Lamech seventy and sevenfold. I, I don't really get what that means. I'm just going to move on. And Adam knew his wife again. But first they had that... <laughs> that you know conversation Adam says come on Eve Eve's like no oh, Adam I don't feel like knowing each other tonight Adam's like come on you're the only fucking person in this whole world that I can know he's like oh, okay just just a quick knowing and then I just I just want to go to bed okay and that's how they begat Seth 
For God, she said, hath appointed me another seed instead of Abel, whom Cain slew. That dick. And to Seth, to him also there was born a son, and he called his name Enos. Then began men to call upon the name of the Lord. Okay, the the next part, all of chapter 5, is just people begatting people and talking about how they lived really long. It's re- I'm sure, you know, anyone who's familiar with the Bible knows this. It just says, this guy begat that guy, begat that guy, and he lived nine, blah, 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 blah. Uh, lines and lines of that crap. Eventually you get to Noah, who's 500 years old. That's probably the important part. And he begat just a few more people. Oh, you know, I feel... Feels kind of stupid even having to point this out, but didn't every single little kid, myself included, excuse me, who who learned the Bible, <laughs> didn't everyone say like, wait a minute, wh- wh- who's who's mating with whom here to create all these children? <laughs> I, I know everybody thinks that. I know it's a childish thing to say, but at the same time, is it a childish thing to say? <laughs> you know, if you're that young and you can already poke holes in this stupid book, then then what good is it? You know. Again, I, I'm not just attacking a small percentage of people here. 53% of people think this is how we were created. 53% in this country anyway. Uh, and so instead of reading all that crap in chapter 5, uh, which is our last chapter today, thank God, um, I'm just going to do a quick rant. Um, I've, I've mentioned the other podcast I listened to with the guy, you know, the, the voice given. And he beget this guy. Oh, except he doesn't say beget because he's actually working on a, a new translation. And I love it. They say, had sexual relations with. I love that. That's the phrase, <laughs> that's the phrasing that, that they're using to teach people, to kids all across the world, you know, how, how it all started. They had not, not had sex with. They can't just say that. You know, I guess they're too guilty about even saying that phrase had sexual relations with so it could have been you know it could have been oral sex you know could have been just some some heavy petting some third ba- you know something like that uh it could could have been any, any number of things but a kid came out of it so i'm pretty sure we know exactly what it was so i i, I love that it, i don't know what exactly it is but in my mind it seems like it's more that that guilt that it it's such an awkward issue uh, because of all these years and years of us making it uh, a guilty thing, that they can't just say, and he had sex with him, and him, sorry, and he had sex with her, and she had sex with, you know, they can't just say that, and or, or just, just say like, uh, and the two of them gave birth to them, and they, you know, we'll do the math, you don't have to say it, I just, I just love that had sexual relations with is the phrase they're using nowadays for in the Bible. Like those are God's, those were God's words when God supposedly inspired whoever it was to write this and tell them, uh, tell them this guy had sexual relations with this. We we don't want to be proved. Just, just, yeah, phrase it that way. Uh, okay. So that's it for today. Um, I know this is really long. It's longer than I wanted, but, uh, just a quick, I gotta give a quick insight into my thought process here. I, I, I again had sort of doubts about how long these were going to be and how much work this was going to be and all that. But, and, and I, I looked into maybe doing smaller, uh, shorter ones, um, taking more time, taking two years, taking three years. And, and I came right back to the fact that this is going to be here forever. Maybe no one's listening to this, uh, right now, but, uh, to all you in the future, hail from the past. 
it's possible. It's not like Christianity and the Bible are ever, ever going away. So either they will go away, and uh, this will be totally no one will ever listen to this. And and man, I hope that is the. Uh, I hope that's what happens. I would rather no one in the world listen to this, and we just got rid of the Bible right now. But since that's never going to happen, um, you know, maybe a handful of listeners in the first year, but take that across geological times, and I'll be one of the most listened to podcasts in history. Nope, can't find a hole in that logic. All right, and with that, thanks a lot, guys. See you tomorrow for the exciting book six. Bye.